Hey, hey, how's hey. it going? Oh, ripping. Hey, happy Monday. Happy Monday. I know. I was looking at my calendar. I was like, wait, mm-hmm. it's Monday? Only? Yeah. <laughs> it's time for Kenzie. It's Early. been our last guest was Brett Huntley, and he reached out, and we have professional golfer Kenzie O'Connell on the line right we now. Do. She's going to join. Yes. Hey, I'm super excited about this. Yeah. So for those of you at home, I'll do a little little summary, a little short summary. Um bio, if you will. Kenzie O'Connell, professional golfer, <clears throat> is one of 3.4 million people in the United States living with epilepsy. And I'm really curious to talk to her about being a professional athlete, a professional athlete right? Especially in a game where all about concentration. I even, I'm going to ask about some uh, pro tips here. Brought a golf club, you know, just a visor, <laughs> just saying. Just saying. And though she's had her own tribulations while dealing with her condition, she is now using her platform to inspire others who are struggling um, with epilepsy and this brain disorder. And um, another side note, she's from Nebraska, Sydney, Nebraska. I wonder if she's a corn husker. I wonder. That was just going through my mind. Yeah. She'll learn. We're we're big football people over here. So, Um, but without further. Yeah. Well, without any further ado, here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the program, Kenzie O'Connell. Woo! Hi, guys. Hey. Thanks for having me. I'm so Welcome. excited. Yeah, Thanks Kenzie. Thanks for being thanks. on the show. This is fantastic. Thank yeah, you so much so for joining. So from Sydney, Nebraska, are you still in Sydney, Nebraska? Uh, no, I am not. I haven't been in mm-hmm. Sydney for some time now. I kind of bounced around after... I graduated high school and moved to different places all over, um, and now I am settled in uh, Colorado. Oh, Oh, Colorado, what city? I kind of outside Fort Collins, Loveland area. Um, My husband and I live uh, out by Berthoud. I I don't know if people know Berthoud very well, so I I always say like (laughs) Loveland, Fort Collins. And uh, we're out on a golf course, um, so we really enjoy that. Oh, of course, right? So you can yeah. just play golf whenever? It's just right there in the backyard? Kind of, yeah, in a way. <laughs> we're very lucky. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Um, I love well, you, that. Yeah. Well, you came to us through our dear friend, Brett Huntley, and mm-hmm. we had spoken with him last time on Hazy Not Crazy, and um you two actually share in common. You're both steps towards zero ambassadors. Yeah, I saw that he just jumped on with them. That's awesome. Right? Yeah. We're super excited about that. Super, yeah. super yeah. excited. Yeah, I we're really excited. I saw his page earlier and I saw that he's on there. So, <laughs> yeah, he's totally, he's doing it. And he had a fun time, you know, sharing his relationship with his sister, Paris, and how he's gotten involved. Mm-hmm. And there were some really touching, um, interviews that he did with Paris that I know he looks forward to sharing and we all look forward to seeing. Um, I guess just to kind of start from sort of, you know, the beginning and what led you to that steps towards zero campaign for everybody listening. That's a, uh, it's a, it's an epilepsy awareness related campaign, right? Kenzie, if you, and so I guess, I guess that starts with kind of your own experience sort of with epilepsy and seizures. So maybe we take it from there. And, and just yeah. so you know, Kenzie, and I think you kind of got the, the background, but 
the whole, you know, we're, our podcast is totally unfiltered. Like, say what you okay. say, be yes, who you are. Oh, I don't yes. know if you want to tell me that. Be, <laughs> yeah. as, as, as unfiltered yeah. as you want to be, but, you know, that's, uh, we, you know, the whole idea is, epile- you know, Nathan and I both have epilepsy and yeah. combined we've, uh, we've had it for, for a lot of, almost 70 years, which is a long oh, time. Wow. Yeah. So, so we get it. And so the whole idea is, you know, seizures are not filtered epilepsy is not filtered and so neither yeah. will this podcast be so go crazy you are just you're in great company and everybody that listens to this cop podcast knows that and really yeah, appreciates totally. that so, i like yeah. that i like the the uh comparison there because you're right it's not it's not filtered and you it's like it sometimes just hits you out of nowhere and sometimes you're aware of it like it's just it's not a filtered thing so and yeah life isn't filtered so might as well not not at all (laughs) go crazy go for it yeah okay well hopefully you're prepared because i am a golfer and you're around a lot of unfiltered stuff so (laughs) (laughs) um so where i guess the question is uh yeah so i got involved with steps toward zero because um i actually originally had my own foundation um and it was called fly for a purpose and I got the name. I actually designed the logo myself. I, I really love art. I'm really into art. Um, that's really the only reason I graduated high school, to tell you the truth. Because <laughs> it's the only thing I could do, that and lunch. Um, but I designed my own logo, and the name came to me because I always feel like – this is me personally. I can't speak for everybody who has epilepsy. But um, I always felt like I was somewhat drowning when I was having seizures. And so therefore I really like birds just cause they're, you know, in the air, they're flying, they're free. And it's the opposite of feeling like you're underwater. <laughs> so I came up with fly for a purpose and the, the bird is actually kind of in the shape of a K and there's a circle around it for O and that's my initials KO. Well, and it actually is MO, but I always go by Kenzie. So kind of did that. And I think I was just very overwhelmed with my foundation. Um, I was in over my head. I didn't really know what I was doing at the time. And I had a very successful first year and I raised almost, I think $25,000, something like that awesome. for my first year, which was pretty great. Um, I only had one tournament, great. brought in some of my really good friends that are professional athletes. They helped me a lot and it was awesome, but I just couldn't keep doing it. It was a full year of my time, my life, and I'm not rich enough to donate my time. <laughs> like I need to make income. So um, but I still wanted to help people and I really wanted to keep getting involved with spreading awareness and, um, still working within the, the community and stuff like that. And I still work with the Epilepsy Foundation of America and then they had gotten me in contact with SK Life. So kind of that whole migrated together and I, I love their, um, everything. I love what they do with Uber and cause I haven't drove for five years now and, just that almost brought tears to my eyes, just helping people get around from point A to point B, because that's just a huge part of my life. I have so much independence that I don't have on a day-to-day basis. And uh, I love that they really help people that way. And just working with people's steps towards zero um, within who they are individually, like not everybody's steps towards zero is the same. So I really love that about them. And so, yeah, it's just been a really, really good partnership, I feel like. And they're kind of, I feel like they're kind of like my family at this point because it's been, I think, the second year that I've worked with them. And so it's awesome. Oh, fun. Yeah. That's so, great. So are you not will driving you, now? Oh, go for it. 
No, I was just following up. Yeah. Do you, so you, do you have a license or is that? So I, t I mean, I have a license. Yeah. yeah. But um, this, so this last summer has been very challenging. I have to say um, I had a, I mean, long story short, I had a seizure that I'd never had before and we had to call, well, not me, but my husband um, called the paramedics, which my first thing I tell everybody, they're always like, what can we do if you have a seizure? I go, first thing, don't call 911. Like whatever you do, just don't call 911 because it's an expensive ride to the emergency room that is unnecessary because they can't do anything. Like I already know I have epilepsy. And so that's what I like tell everybody, right? But um, this was a seizure that I understand why he called because it never had it before um, this, like this type. And, uh, it was, it was very scary. And so I'm kind of trying to figure out what's going on with some things right now. Mm. So I was doing really well. I was like five months of like seizure free and that's the longest I've ever gone. And so I was like, things were looking up. We were looking at maybe getting a car and I was like really excited. And then all of a sudden out of nowhere, it just kind of hit. So we're kind of back to the beginning and everything. But we'll see how everything goes. I'm on that's a hard night. place to be. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, but. what? Because I know <clears throat> our viewers and listeners, if they haven't looked you up on, you know, online or anything like that, um, or are following you uh, as a steps towards zero champion, can you tell us uh, about your history with epilepsy? What kind you have? What kind of medicines yeah. you're taking? And what kind of seizures that you typically have? Or yeah, so mine are more prominent in dogs. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, what? I love it. Woohoo. Dogs and I are like this. We're just very connected. Um, mine are called. That's the first time I've ever heard anybody say that. Uh, That's, that's what mine are. Yeah, I was like. I love it. That was one of the first things my first neurologist told me. And I was like, of course they are. Like, why wouldn't they be? Um. That's kind of so, like my, if you get to know me very well, it's like, yeah, that makes sense because that's you. Sure. Like, in a nutshell. Sure. Um, so mine are called vestibular seizure. They're vertigo induced seizures. So okay. my triggers are kind of like, have you ever been in a car and the car next to you, you're parked, but the car next to you starts like backing up and you feel like you're moving. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's the kind of stuff that kind of like sets me off. It's like, Normally you would just press on the brakes and go, oh wait, I'm not moving. Like that's just, but that would give me a seizure because I actually feel like I'm falling or I'm moving or something oh, like wow. that, but like sets me into like a seizure, which is kind of weird. Like I, I tell myself, I'm like trying to tell myself like, you're fine, you're not moving, but I, I can't. So um, tables, like wobbly tables, if like the water moves, um, I feel like I'm falling. So then I will fall. <laughs> I don't know. Do you know that it's happening? Do you know you're having seizures? Are you aware? Um, yes. Conscious? Now, because my medication works so well, well, not so oh. well, but it's working better that like now I know I'm having them. Before, I, would, I wouldn't I would know. No, I was having like six to seven a day at the beginning when it first started. And okay. it would be like just hit me out of nowhere. And I felt like it would always hit me on the um, right side. So I'd always fall to my left. Sure. Mm. And... It felt like somebody just came out of nowhere and just like pushed me over and I just hit the ground. Um, so it's kind of weird, but, uh, and then I have this thing called Todd's paralysis. So I, I mimic stroke like symptoms, which I'm sure you guys are familiar with, mm -hmm. but, mm -hmm. um, and that's almost the worst part now cause it can last so long and I don't really snap out of it very quickly. 
but how long does it last it depends on the seizure itself so it, if it's bad it can be you know somewhere around i mean i've had one last like 30 hours um oh wow or it can be like you know two hours it just really depends on how bad the sure. seizure is so sure. or it can be like 10 minutes you know just it really just varies um I can get really tired and sleepy and lethargic and sure. I get very lost. I get super high anxiety and slur my oh, words. Yeah. I've gotten kicked out of restaurants before because oh, they yeah. think I'm hammered. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Nathan. That's happened to Nathan. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I don't know about that. I mean, that, I, I'm that, sure that... he's been kicked out of a restaurant because he's been hammered, <laughs> but I know well, yeah, there's, I mean... <laughs> he's had to you know, deal with that similar situation also. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay, just a yeah. Situation. <laughs> just a different kind. We did. Uh, for, uh, one of our guests, Matt Benfiglio, actually yeah. had the same exact story. He was asked to leave, and we. I think Shannon and I have actually gone through similar experiences where people are so they so rush to judgment because the yeah. symptoms can present themselves as exactly that. So, mm -hmm. God, what a tricky situation. I mean, yeah. that's what scares me yeah. about first responders, too, and the general public. I mean, that's I think that's a big reason that kickstarted my kind of advocacy journey. You realize that what everybody else knows, mm -hmm. what they don't know is going to directly impact how you are received and how you're cared for. Mm -hmm. Like just waking up in random places. Do you have a story where? It's just like a gnarly, just, you know, we, a, a major theme we have with all of our guests is like you wake up and you just all of a sudden, eight hours, two days later, you're just in a different spot, whether it's a hospital <laughs> and, you, and you have no recollection of it. It's just crazy. In alley in a dumpster or something. I don't know. I'm <laughs> okay. Yeah, mm -hmm. basically. Um, no, I don't have anything like that, but I do have, so this last one was crazy. I'm so happy that my husband was with me because it was just, it took me a full week and I kept having some throughout the week too, which just added to it, but it lasted five minutes and I was flailing and like, it was insane. And then people came out cause we were actually at uh, our club. We were at the restaurant and, and alcohol doesn't affect me. Like it doesn't bother me to drink. I can have wine and stuff like that it just doesn't. It's, I think it's because I'm Irish. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, sure. That makes sense. But it doesn't like really – I know that there's some people that can't drink because it really bothers them, but it doesn't do anything to me. And, so, you know, we were having a couple drinks. We left the club and – I mean, I don't remember anything. Like, I just hit the ground and things went dark, and I don't remember anything the rest of the night after that. And um, But there were some people coming out because – I was screaming at the top of my lungs. So I'm sure they're like, what the heck kind of fights going on? Right. Like what is, what yeah. is he doing? What, what were you, what were you <laughs> screaming? Do, did they tell you what you were screaming? Like, uh, my husband just said I was like, he's never heard a scream so loud in his life. Like I, I screamed for like a solid five minutes and I was like pushing. He's like, it was almost like you were trying to push it out of your body. Like, push. okay. So there wasn't words, just the loud no, scream. No, just like okay. screaming. Yeah. And uh, I was like kicking and I woke up and I, I get my fingernails done. And my fingernails broke all the way back to like here Ooh. and I had like bruises and scrapes and I was, I was getting aggressive and, but these Ow. people come out and they see me like on the ground, you know, freaking out. And he's like, 
she has epilepsy, like call 911. But I can only imagine what they were thinking, right? Like I'm on the ground, yeah. like pushing my husband away from me while he's holding my head off the ground. Like, you, I oh, mean, man. who knows what goes through their head, right? I mean, so yeah, that kind of stuff. My one story, I guess, for weird was I went to Walmart by myself and mirrors are a huge trigger for me, like really cheap, fun mirrors kind of thing. And I don't know if you've been in Walmart bathrooms, but they do not spend a lot of money on those things. <laughs> those are one things they don't splurge for. So, um, and they put the soap dispensers like in the mirrors. So when people push on it, it just like squishes in and makes like a weird, I don't know what exactly ripple, I guess. Mm-hmm. So I like was on the phone. I hung up, I turned the corner to go use the restroom and, Somebody used the soap soap dispenser right when I turned the corner and I just hit the ground, like just affected me so bad and had a seizure and I was like, okay, I'm fine. So I got up and I went to just go sit in the stall for a second and kind of like regroup. And um, I was not good. Like my brain was just like shot and I was so confused. I feel like a mouse, like in a trap trying to find the cheese, like super small. Oh, that's a good yeah. That's a great analogy. That's a great... <laughs> That's, I'm sure you guys feel like the same thing, mm-hmm. right? And so I was in Walmart and it was around Christmas and there was just like so much red and I was overwhelmed for some reason that there was just so much red. So I called my friend and I was like crying in Walmart and I was like, there's just so much red and Santa's here. And it was just like, I don't know what I was like, but I was freaking out. <laughs> and she's like, what is going on? And and I was like, I don't know. And I was like cr- crying about all of it. And I got lost in the container section, I guess. I, don't, I have no idea. She couldn't help me because she's not there. So she had no idea how to direct me out of Walmart. And people were staring at me because I was like holding deodorant, like crying at the deodorant and just all this stuff. And then I have no sense of time. So I thought I was in there for like two hours. And apparently I was only in there for like 20 minutes. So I finally get out. I ended up buying a candle and like deodorant and something else. And I didn't need any of that. It's not why I went in. So I wake up in my, I was driving at the time. So I wake up in my truck because like the sun was shining in. It felt super warm. So I fell asleep in the truck to like a bag full of stuff I didn't need. And, you know, I don't even know what time it was like two hours later. It was a mess. So that's kind of like one of my stories. I was like, what did I buy? How long have I been out? (laughs) Why am I sleeping in my truck? (laughs) So it was weird. No, that's a lot. I can only imagine. I love the mousetrap analogy. And yeah. that's for me, it's like a sense of claustrophobic. And so she guided you out and you got to buy some candles and deodorant. And we've learned, I, I guess. So, okay. Santa's a trigger. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe it's just. <laughs> yeah. I love Chris Christmas Klaus. too. It's like my favorite holiday. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I know. So oh. weird. Do you guys know what a mudfish is? No, a blobfish. Sorry, a blobfish. Yeah, the the a blowfish. No blob. No, oh blob. Not no, the I, one where you it get, it gets nervous, or that's like its defense mechanism. No, that's I'm thinking of the ink. Like fish. a deep sea creature blobfish. No, Kenzie, we don't know, no, Kenzie, so we don't know what it is. <laughs> We're just gonna stop guessing. No, no. it's a fish so, that looks like a blob. Here we go. No, I don't know. Oh, yeah, no, 100. Yeah. percent That's what it is. So when it's down it, where it's supposed to be in the ocean, which it's like. It, super far down where the water's like very high pressurized it looks like it like an actual fish but then when it comes up to the surface like if people like mess with it or it actually comes up to the surface it looks like a blob it's like it just like everything just turns into like mush 
and it's super Ugh. it's one of the ugliest fishes like fish uh -huh. fishes, fish you've ever seen uh, yeah. and i that's like my i feel like you know you like have a spirit animal or whatever <laughs> i'm like that is my like spirit fish or whatever because that's like what i feel like every time i have a seizure i feel like a blobfish that just like gets taken out of where it's supposed to be and like put on land <laughs> it's For like sure. You should, you should I Google blobfish. I, I, I have seen this before. I just Googled it right now. We'll put it up for everybody watching this. Okay. So this is, ladies and gentlemen, Kinsey O'Connell's spirit animal. <laughs> <laughs> oh my it's God. a blobfish. Let's see it. It's the ugliest thing. I can't. I'll put it up. We'll okay. have to put it up after the fact. This is, man, this thing has some lips. Oh, my God. It's got the frowny face, oh. just a big blob. That's a good, that's a good adjective. It looks pretty right. well put well, together when you're otherwise. you're going through seizures, your brain is just mush. And I feel like that's kind of what I feel. You just or feel like sure. a blob. You just can't, don't move a lot. You're just kind of like slumped back and yeah. Oh yeah. I, I mean, do, do you, now do you ever, have you ever suffered like, for example, a lot of people like a dislocated shoulder, you said minor, you know, bumps and bruises and whatnot, but what about, I think it's really resonating with me with how you're describing your spirit animal as a blobfish because <laughs> it's like, you can't, and Shannon and I, you know, yet we have similar experiences. Just you're so exhausted, mm -hmm. you're just so mentally sort of exhausted, and then you realize when you make any effort to kind of get up, it's almost like a well, what's the point? I can't mm -hmm. even do that. Just gravity itself becomes, you know, yeah, exhausting. Uh, exhausting. So I mean, I guess you summed it up with the blobfish, the blob, Kinsey, yeah. aka the blob. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. It's my middle name. What's now. your spirit um, animal name? Yeah. Oh God, I would say you know I like flamingos. I don't know why. <laughs> I love love pink flamingos. Okay. Always. I, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't have guessed you saying. Yeah, yeah no, I would. Yeah. That would be the last thing, but, right? <laughs> huh. Yeah. Do you stand on one leg a lot? Is that why? I do yeah. frequently. Yeah, shrimp. before I go to bed, just I eat shrimp and stand on one leg. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> And I think that because my mom, ladies and gentlemen, Nathan. Jones. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think my mom's from Miami. I grew up just seeing a lot of pink flamingos. Okay. It just. What about yeah. you, Shannon? Any, any? Uh... I don't know. I'm with you. I really like birds. I don't like birds flying around me. I feel like they're gonna land on me, but I love them. I just love yeah. animals in general, but um, yeah. I do. I'm, I'm, but I am. I would have to I say, like... I would. I, lo I love eagles and, and birds because i've always wanted to fly that was one thing i wanted to pursue as a, a career in aviation but 18 yeah, started having seizures hard to do when you have seizures yeah <laughs> yeah. That's maybe not good. yeah that and eat at restaurants without getting kicked out i'm oh, sorry that had nothing to do with seizures sorry. yeah <laughs> yeah uh, hey, you so know what it was so funny you were saying you're you're about having the seizure in public or you know at your club and um, I had one, I mean, in the hospital, I was like five or six months pregnant. I don't remember. And oh. I had so many bruises on my body by the time, right? So they kept me overnight. My husband mm -hmm. comes back. I think we had a two-year-old at home. I was pregnant with my son. My husband came back the next day. And right when he walked in the room, Nathan's heard the story a thousand times. It's so funny. But my, so my husband is six, seven, 300 pounds. He used to play in the NFL's big guy, okay. big football player. And, um, the social worker came in the room, even though it was on my chart and oh, everything gosh. was just like, yeah. okay, you know, we need to meet with you. Like, where'd you get these bruises? Right. I mean, and this is the social worker from the hospital. Literally in that moment, Kenzie, my giant husband oh, is no. walking Walks in the door 
with flowers and he got me a bracelet and I'm oh, like, oh my gosh I swear he's not like, trying sorry to apologize about what I did to you. <laughs> he's just loves his wife like you know but they were looking at him I'm like get out right now so yeah he did. oh gosh yeah it's like yeah. it's crazy that I mean it I mean I get that like in that case like you have to cover all bases even though like it's right there in front of them just because things yeah. like it's so common for stuff like that to happen. Totally. It is. And we but, don't see a lot of that. I see some people post pictures of bruises and stuff, but I feel like it's just a fraction um, that I just see out there. Because, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, it's, it's a hard thing to kind of share. But, I mean, I've had yeah. several times people will send me those pictures like, you know, between each other. Hey, this happened today. And yeah. God, it just um, well. To get out of that and, you know, Mr. Kenzie O'Connell, I think we have a picture of him right here. Oh, <laughs> yeah. There he is. I love it. Is yeah, this uh, a... Let me try to... Let me, there she is. This was uh, So tell us about... What's your husband's name? His name is Jimmy. Jimmy. Yes, and he's a really big golfer too. He played baseball. He mm-hmm. played in the minors, mm-hmm. um, and now he's just like a huge golfer. And so we just really wanted to do like a golf theme, like wedding. Mm-hmm. And I love it. Do something small, and that's the punch bowl. So that's like the big putting green that you're seeing. Wow. And and what are yeah. we seeing here, Kenzie? We're gonna put Does you on Jimmy blast have here. Red hair. What we... <laughs> Is that what? Am I seeing <laughs> so... that? Oh, red hair. Or Are no. we seeing the red hair? Is Does that Jimmy red hair? Does Jimmy have red hair? Or no, yeah, he doesn't have red hair. Does um, your husband have so red he, hair? He used to have like super bright red when he was younger. And then um, now it's like strawberry blonde. Um, oh, okay. My yeah. world, my men in my life are, all have red hair, including okay. my husband, my son, my dogs. Everybody's, they're just red. Oh, my, my daughter's dating a guy with red hair. Like everybody oh, has God. red hair. Yeah, I, I call him my little ginge, but he doesn't he, – he's more – he's like, I'm strawberry blonde. And I'm like, okay. And then I dyed my hair red, and he's like, everyone's going to think we're related. And I'm like, no, they're not. <laughs> he's, well, he's, that must be West Coast <laughs> problems. Interesting. He's my favorite, though. Like, he takes such good care of me and drives me. Oh, I love it. Yeah, that's awesome. It's so important to have a really strong support. Um, yeah. It re- like, especially – and thank you for sharing the, you know, screaming in the parking lot. Story. I think that's why I wanted to, to share. So shout out to the hubs. That is amazing. For sure. And then, well, because it's what it the us. parts that everybody does, but sometimes yeah. we don't talk about it. Not, but on a side note, I love your dress. It's beautiful. Thanks. Yeah, it was love, fun. love, love. So I let's just want to wear it and sit on the couch sometimes. <laughs> right. Speaking, like on, speaking uh, of another dress picture, here we go. <laughs> So, yeah, you ruined that, this photo for I, me. I never even thought of it. <laughs> I did bring up bridesmaids. Um, yes. No, like, that's oh, a beautiful. so cute. You know. I'm lining up my putt. And then you go, it looks like <laughs> yeah. bridesmaids. No. Like, well, as yeah. a, I'm not. <laughs> it's a that great That was picture. pretty amazing. Oh, oh then God. there he is. There's, so that's awesome. So I'm so glad that you. That is beautiful. Where's yeah, that? that is. So this is Ireland. This is on our honeymoon. Oh, nice. And this is the first course that we were playing. I think that's the Trump. I think that's the Trump course that we played. Oh, cool. Um, so I believe, yeah. 
So yeah, that was super fun. Um, oh my gosh. Ireland was one of our favorite places. It was just the best. We played every single day we were there. <laughs> so oh, that'll tell you how much we like golf, <laughs> but it was I love great. it. Yeah. I think we gained. Like, when did you get married? Uh, we got married in 2019. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So right it's been before, a while. Oh, right before COVID. Right before every shit hit the fan. So yeah. Oh, yeah. We got lucky. So yeah. was that something, so, I mean, I'd like to transition a little bit, talking about getting married, and then you also shared some pictures that were a little more intimate in your personal life that I'm assuming, yeah. you know, that you brought to the marriage. We've heard that your husband, how supportive he was and is, and um, yeah, I think it'd be great to touch upon some of the communication, you know, between that and your support system when, you know, mm -hmm. for example, you're here, it looks like you're doing an EEG, correct? Yes. Is, so... Yeah. This was, I was supposed to do in like a three day EG kind of like, they wanted me to do like in, like stay in so they can like, you know, do all the stuff. But mm -hmm. I was, you know, a, a starving, I think I was 22 or three here. I think I was 23, starving 23 year old, you know, trying to survive and pay rent. So I was like, I have to, I can't do it. You know, I have to work. So I went to work like this at the golf course. You can see I'm in the golf cart on the right. And I mean, so I wore scarves like, on my head, and I've never one time looked like that in my entire life while I was getting an EG. So <laughs> oh, I'm just thanks. saying, Kenzie, it's awesome. You look beautiful. Like, <laughs> thank you so much. Me. I appreciate that. I was. It took. I mean, I was. Uh, it, it. It's painful to put that tape on. It's so tight and yeah. it hurt. But um, and For I was. Sure. I'm not gonna lie. I can't say that I wasn't embarrassed. Uh, going out. I mean, that first night when I got it done, I, I did not want to go anywhere. And it took me a minute to just be okay with going to work and being just owning it. Um, and I had a really nice, uh, I worked at a private course and I had a really nice member that lent me some scarves because I did not own that. <laughs> so, um, oh, is so that I a scarf some, that's wrapped on yeah, the right? Oh. scarf around my head. Because it looks like the tape on the left is like what it looked like. And then um, the oh. scarf was, they just tied scarves around my head. But and I, it took me a lot to just suck it up and go. But yeah, it's, I mean, it's challenging to do that kind of stuff. And I was, uh, when I was going through it right here, this is, I met my husband shortly after I got this done, I think, because uh, he was a member at the course that I was working at at this time. And that's how we met. Um, I was very stubborn. Like if I could go back and talk to myself, um, in this process, I definitely would have, um, done things a little differently. Cause you know, I wasn't listening to anybody and I refused. I think even sometimes I even, after this last seizure, I started to accept the fact that I have epilepsy, I think a little bit more, even though I am trying to spread awareness for it and do all that stuff. Sure. I have to admit that it is definitely hard for me sometimes to even admit that I do have it. Cause I just think, I feel like we're sometimes not even present when we're going through it. So it's something that I feel sometimes it's hard for us to be like, well, yeah, of course we have it. Even though like we, we should be okay with it. We should be accepting of it. We should, you know, we've had it for so long. You guys have had it forever, but it's like, even though we've had it for a long time, we're not, it's you know the people that are around us can accept it I think before we can accept it because they see us going through it they're the yeah. ones helping us 
we're sometimes not even present and then it takes us a while to recover. But other than that, we're like, I don't remember anything except for the next morning when I woke up from that seizure I just had. And I'm like, well, everyone's like, you need to go to the doctor. You need to figure out your medication. And I'm like, why am I in a hurry? Like, I don't remember anything. <laughs> yeah. And so I think it's like almost harder for us to accept because it's like, I don't sure. remember half the things that are going well, on. And That's I think a there's a little bit of the like hope, you know, we are constantly have a little bit of hope in our head that like one day, and I still say this, it's been 46 years, Kenzie. I'm like, oh, maybe like my next seizure, I'll hit my head and it'll just go, go out. Like, just <laughs> yeah. like it came on in, you know, I don't know. And, or, but there's a little hope that like, oh, I haven't had a seizure for however long. And it, for me, it was seven years. And then mm -hmm. I had like horrible seizures a year ago, um, mm -hmm. this past September. And I think there was like, oh, well, maybe, maybe this is it. Like, maybe I'm never going to have a seizure again in my entire life. And so I feel like we hang on to that hope a little bit. And our loved ones yeah. that watch us have these seizures, like you said, are mm -hmm. just kind of like, yeah, you're a person that has seizures and we all get yeah. it, just like what you said. But I still think, I don't think it's, I think that we're just very hopeful too. I think as yeah. people, yeah. when we want to believe that it will at some point, we'll find a cure, it will go away. Yeah, that's such I 100% agree. I was just going to say, that's such a great point. The difference in experience between a loved one who's actually watching you go through it mm -hmm. and yourself, two different angles. Mm -hmm. I just spoke with this father whose daughter is 12, just had her first seizure three weeks ago. And one of the things I told them, I was like, just know that that seizure was probably way worse for you at first than it was for her. And I hadn't mm -hmm. at that point talked to him about how, you know, in the conversation and he told me a little bit about it, but, and then the terms of reckoning, I've never heard you, anybody say it like that, but it may, it's, it's, you know, like for me, it's like going through this football game, you're, you know, just completely exhausted and not being able to kind of see it. Mm -hmm. objectively and be actively present in the moment you realize you're just reacting to what was described to you mm -hmm. so i think that's a great point you brought up just kind of shine sure. yeah i just wanted to shine an extra light on that because it is it, I, it's too very different from like you like nobody knows you're screaming at your husband and pushing him away <laughs> and you don't know what's going on so yeah exactly how are, you know unless you get the security camera footage from that i mean who knows that's just, oh my gosh, so I would not want to see that. <laughs> they can keep can it. Can you imagine? Yeah, we are like, mm -mm, we're not, we're not releasing that to anybody yeah. ever. Um, yeah. Can you tell, like, when were you first diagnosed? What's that story? What was your, so how guess, did you start playing golf? There's like a lot of things I want to know. I'm all, I know yeah. I have a, a ton of questions, so. Yeah, so um, I was first diagnosed when I was 21, but I guess I've had my seizures my whole life. So like mine were as you guys probably know, um, they were petite malls. So like I would be in class and I would just stare at the wall or something like that. And, you know, I wasn't there I, and I didn't know those, you know, could be seizures. I think like I've heard like a lot of people get misdiagnosed as like ADHD and get yep, put on the wrong totally. medication and stuff yep. like that. And so I guess I was doing that a lot growing up and I just thought it was because I wasn't interested in school. And I think that was a lot to do with it too. But <laughs> I think, you know, it was, I was having little seizures throughout my life. And, and then they turned into grand malls when I was 21. 
and I was living in Georgia at the time, which probably couldn't get farther away from Nebraska, so that was good. Um, and I ended up having to move home to my family and kind of, you know, just everything. Like I said, independence, you're like on your own, you're 21, you're doing your thing and you're driving and you're working and all this stuff. And, um, and then I just like everything just flipped a switch and moved home and all that stuff. But yeah, so that's 21. Was that out. was hard. Oh, that must have been really yeah. hard. Yeah, it was definitely a change, you know. Um, and then... I definitely went into, I can't say that I was like, oh, I got this, like, like totally okay. I'm going to handle everything perfectly. I was, I went into a little bit of a downward spiral and lost a little bit of weight and, you know, got a little sad and, but I mean, everything turned out okay. And, um, and then I started golfing because, uh, Again, school wasn't my thing, and I lived in a really small town, and uh, there's not a whole lot to do. Um, so I picked up golf, and I ended up being pretty good at it. Um, and I started winning a lot of tournaments, and I became the number two golfer in Nebraska. So I was, you know, I was like, this is awesome. Um, if I do want to go to college, this is kind of my, maybe my way to do it, uh, get some scholarships, and try to take it somewhere, and. So, yeah, that was, I mean, I started just practicing and playing all the time. And I, my hometown's great. I, I just knew I didn't want to stay in my hometown. Um, it was a, it's a great place to be raised. It's just I didn't want to, I wanted to venture out. I really wanted to do different things. And I knew I didn't want to go to the same college that everybody in my hometown goes to, which is UNL. I just, which is not a bad thing. I, I, UNL is a great school, but I just wanted to do something different. Like I wanted to sure. bring and go somewhere and travel and figure out, you know, different things that I wanted to do. So, yeah. Did you play golf in high school? Did your, like, high school have a team and you played? Yep. That's awesome. Yeah. So it was awesome. Just really worked hard and did all the stuff I needed to do. And, yeah, packed up my little convertible and moved to Arizona when I was 18 and figured it all out. <laughs> wow. So you, just, you just have this get out of town spirit, Irish spirit, rebellious spirit. Yeah. And then like, oh but it's so weird. Like, but you want to settle and you play golf. Yeah. <laughs> is that, is that like, yeah. is that like something that like evened you out or something? Or were you attracted to just that? Um, cause I don't know. I don't, is that, is that a good question? I suck at golf. I don't know. I just do. Um, I will. I'll drive the golf cart for the homies. You know. What are you saying? We'll like, sorry, it's my just dog. interesting. Like, I like. I. I don't know. I was like, I wanted to play football. I wanted to go smash my head into people. You know, whatever. It was pretty yeah. just amped up, and I just, I'm just interested. What, what, what is, what do you love about golf the most? Like, I is it tranquil? Is it, is it? You know, there's a lot of thought. There's a lot of strategy, and I hear it's a lot of mind over matter, right? Like when it comes to yeah you know having to hit the ball and 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 get to it i think it's the art of it like i love mm. art i love the like i re- i think chipping is an art i think putting is an art um i won't i, I can't say that i'm great at you have to be able to really read the great read the course i think like i love reading greens like i'm really th- i think i'm good at that which is again like i think i can see that I love teaching the sport. I think I'm really good at, again, seeing the golf swing, which is fun. Um, 
I'm not good at managing my game. <laughs> my husband is very good at telling me that I need to work on that. So I think like there's certain things and certain aspects of golf that. Wait, what, what um, does that even mean? What is managing the game? So when you manage, so say like you're getting ready to tee the ball up on a par five and the the tee box is shooting you off to the right. It's something like you need to step back and go, okay, I need to realize that the tee box is shooting me off to the right, but this is a dog leg left. So I need to realize like, I need to play maybe a little bit farther left. There's no trees that are bothering me so I can, you know, hit it this way. And then it puts me into a good spot to hit it into the green because the flag's on the left-hand side or the right-hand side. Or just It's ways of knocking off strokes because obviously the best thing to do is get the ball in the hole with least amount of strokes and whoever can do that the best is mm. the better golfer right i mean it's not so easy when you say it like that <laughs> oh, this it's is, not an know. easy game i know <laughs> God. i mean i've been playing since i was five and i still like people are like oh well you're so good and i'm like i've been playing this for a very long time and even then like i suck on so many days like i'll go out and shoot my best round and the next day i Looks like I've never touched the club before. So it's like, I mean, it's, I think that's another fun aspect aspect of the game is like, you're never going to be perfect at it. You're always going to be working on something and you, then you change one thing in your swing and it affects something else in your swing. And then you're trying to figure that out. It's, it's such a puzzle. And I think that's fun to always be working on something. You're never going to be, I mean, look at Tiger Woods. Like, yeah, he's amazing, but he even has days where you're like, what the heck? Sure. Like, you're never going to be the best or perfect yeah. at it. And I think that's yeah. like the imperfection of it is like what I like the most is. That's cool. That's yeah. That's great. It's a very that's humbling a cool, sport. <laughs> for sure. That's a very cool way to put it too. I like yeah. that. Um, has your epilepsy ever affected your golf? Um. Yeah, absolutely. I... I think that's another reason I like it though too, is because it's very, I like smelling the grass and I like being out in the sun and I think it's a very calming thing for me. And I like being around people and getting to know people and, um, that kind of thing. But yeah, I've had, I mean, I had a seizure <laughs> actually, I was with my husband and his dad and I went down to read a putt kind of like the picture in my wedding dress. That's what I was doing, but I wasn't in a wedding dress. <laughs> I went down to read the putt and I just like fell over and my husband thought I was joking. He's like, oh, ha, ha, like, and then I didn't get up and he was like, oh, okay, she's serious. So he, she, he like went over and I had to, they had to kind of like carry me back to the, the uh, golf cart. And I'm one of those, I'm sure you guys get do this too. I've heard that it's kind of common for you to kind of go, no, I'm fine. Like everything's fine. Or no, I have so much to do today. Like I have to keep at it, sure. you know, just like such a denial. Oh, hell um, yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, denial I, city. Hell yeah. Yeah. There's <laughs> so much denial. I'm like, instead of just being like, no, I really need to go home and take a nap and get under the blankets and get warm or something like that. I could probably recover so much faster, but I just don't want to ruin anybody's day. I don't want to ruin yeah. my day. Like just so much yeah. denial. So I'm like, no, it's fine. I'll ride around in the golf cart and I'll be fine here in like a couple holes. And then I'm just like, that <laughs> in the golf sure, cart. I know. Like, Oh Why? God! Yeah, there I is. It so is. Hard. You know what? It was so funny. I was doing a little piece for because today's World Mental Health Day, and mm -hmm. I was just as people with epilepsy. I mean, it we're so affected. You know, it affects us physically, but mentally so much. And just what you said, 
were some of the things that I hit on. I was like, well, there's anxiety, you know, surrounding, there's guilt, you know, mm-hmm. you know, ruining like my husband, right? He's picked me up off the ground so many times, just like what you're saying, your husband. And, and it's yeah. just like, oh, I feel bad, like, oh, or depression after you have a seizure, yeah. or whatever. And there's just so mm-hmm. much. And it is. And, and I, for whatever, I'm the same way. Nathan's the same way now. No, 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 I'm fine. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes for me, it's hard to discern is this an aura or is this just because I'm hungry and I haven't, <laughs> yeah. you know, or I'm getting like yeah. an extreme case of the hangries. Um, so do you just eat every time? Just yeah, to be safe. Just gotta eat. Just gotta eat. Yeah. Be like, guys, let's does, go eat. Does food kind of like cause you to have seizures? Like not getting enough food in your system cause you to have seizures? Yeah. You know, it's interesting. It's like, it's definitely another common thread has been just, you know, not eating and, and being dehydrated. You know, yeah. that stress is kind of my bigger um, factor like the mm-hmm. main thread and I, and I will say dehydration and just, and I will say too, like not having something in the stomach for a while. Again, like there's, there's yeah. certain things I, that I do that I think it's kind of, it's a similar feeling to like mm-hmm. me a, about ready to go down that rabbit hole and everything turned black. Like for like when I go into target, if I'm ever around like a makeup aisle, that just like for some, I don't know what is up with Target's makeup aisle, but those lights hit different. Oh, they yeah. like oh, they like they. Sense. I can feel them. Yeah. And I and every time I walk through Target, I'm just like, ugh, uh, no, yeah. bye. Um, I was actually there a few weeks ago with my girlfriend, and I had to just I was like, hey, I'm going to the car, which yeah. I've gotten better about when I got when I've gotten older. Yeah. And um. And. It, Cause it is hard. You don't want to ruin it. You want to just be in every moment with every loved one. Right. You want to be in the yeah. moment with them. Sure. And it does take a bit of, I've gotten better at that. I feel like only maybe the past two years, it's just like, you know what? I feel this way. Learning to be a little more unapologetic, be like, Hey, you know, if I want to deal, mm-hmm. I'm going to have to just go sit in the car and just watch stupid TikTok videos for a second. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the doing that, that I, I would you know, say, you know, like rest of the day too, right? It's and you're helping yourself. It's a hard thing to learn in life. Yeah, it takes Just, a while. I, I've I've done the same thing. Like, if I'm like traveling by myself or something like that, my husband's first thing he says is like, if you go to dinner, just if there's a table that's wobbling, like make sure you just tell people like, it's okay to say, do you have something to put under the table or just stick, stand up for yourself or say something. It's okay to do that, you know? And, and cause I never do. I'll just be like, Oh, it's fine. Don't worry about it. It's, I don't want to be a pain or anything. And I'm, it's like, well, just say it. <laughs> yeah. So Such yeah. an interesting trigger to me. I know that is. Yeah. I haven't heard that one before. That's, is that like, it's kind of like Alice in Wonderland type, like, or yeah, almost. So when you talk know. to people, how are you, do you like, you're obviously an amazing epilepsy ambassador. You're here, you're doing this podcast and we appreciate it. And it's just so important for people to hear your perspective and learn. How do you deal with bringing, you know, we're obviously for purposes of the show, like really getting into the weeds here, but when you only have like two minutes, a minute to kind of explain the reasons, or maybe you don't like, for example, the waiter that has a wobbly table, or if you're in a car with somebody and you feel like the car is moving backwards, do you, like, I guess my question is, 
when when is it too much information? Like when is it TMI to share about the reasons that you don't want the wobbly table or like that example in the car? Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, you know. So if if there's an opportunity to sit at the bar, and I know that sounds like, yeah. oh, sit at the bar, let's have a drink. It's like, no, we get it. Yeah. that's the yeah. most stable place in the whole restaurant, right? Like the mm -hmm. bar's not going to be wobbly. So if there's an opportunity to sit at the bar, I'll just say like, do you guys care if we just sit at the bar? It's just the easiest way to do it. Oh, um, nice. Oh. And my husband and I figured that out. Like we just normally, like if it's just the two of us, we'll just sit at the bar. And people have asked before in the past, like, why do you guys always sit at the bar? And so like, we'll bring it up if that's like a question. Um, I normally don't bring it up unless people ask if they're sure. truly like interested and they really want to know, then like, yeah, I'll bring it up and I'll answer as many questions as they want. And um, I'm more than happy to talk about it with people, but if they don't bring it up, I don't really don't say anything. Uh, and I feel like fixing a table, a wobbly table, like nobody wants to like have food and lean on it and the table move. Like that's not fun, right? Like yeah, everybody wants a stable table. So I don't really need to like have a reason if I just say, can you fix the table? Um, sometimes I'll tell the waiter like, hey, excuse me, like is there a way we can really make this table more stable? Or if you have a better one, um, that'd be great. And just I, sometimes I'll be like, I have epilepsy so that I can have a seizure from it. Like I'll do that sometimes. Yeah. Um, I, the other day we had, I was with my mom at brunch and this table was awful and we just had to get rid of everything on the table, uh, water, everything and try to get it as stable as possible. And we just had our food and as long as that was on there, it was fine. Like I didn't have any issues, but it just is the, it's the liquid on it. And I don't know what it is. It's like, that's what causes me to but the food, like the food's okay. And it's knives, like the reflection of a knife, like it starts mm. moving like that. I don't, I don't know. It doesn't make any sense to me either. Let me tell you. <laughs> did right. you, did that take you a while to figure that out that that's what was causing your seizures or was that something that your doctor said right away? Or it's just so interesting to me. And like I said, I mean, yeah, that doesn't seem between like Nathan a... and I, we've been in the community, the epilepsy world, community nonprofits, you know, different foundations for years and years and years, and I've never heard that as a trigger. Yeah. Uh oh, Are we frozen. I think we have a frozen situation. A frozen situation. Let it go. Let it go. Can you hear us, Mackenzie? She might be able to. She might not. Oh. oh. Did you do that? I did not. Oh. All right. I would see Mel Herm. No, I mean, okay. that's, yeah, I've, I've never heard that. And I, I love your question because I have no idea. I, I wonder how long it would take to realize that reflections of a knife wobbling on a table. Well, right. Because it just, it's not part of the typical category. right? Yeah, oh, yeah. Flashing lights or it's the the light i mean you know flashing lights or like the lights you were saying um altitude even alcohol lack of sleep you know it's just totally different it's like in its own category even altitude for me when i tell people that's a trigger for and a lot of people are like altitude like they have never heard that but it is one so i'm just gonna tell sorry i was altitude. texting for a minute on there because um they they texted me from my son's Who texted? school oh, is my, they were okay? texting me 
from my son's school, and he fell and hit his head. Oh, is he okay? Metal, metal box. He is okay. They did a concussion protocol, and he doesn't have one. But I was oh, reading good. a couple of text messages. No, read those. I'm going to bring Mackenzie. Hi. Sorry, I'm not sure what happened. No, oh, it, just, it just froze. And then we and then froze. and then we started singing. The next logical thing to do was to sing Elsa's hit song from the Disney movie Frozen. Frozen. Uh, hold on. Now what? Now what? We can hear you. There we go. Oh, we can hear you. Hey, a little electrical uh, situation. Kind of, kind of oh upset yeah, that I wasn't there for that. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. That's my go-to <laughs> song if I'm at a if I'm at a game, and the and what? opposing team gets rowdy and they start talking smack. Like I was at a Lakers basketball or a Clippers basketball game, and they oh, were just yeah. talking smack. I just turn around. And I just sing "Let It Go." You know, just like yeah. get it out, get it out, boys. Like you're gonna lose. Just get it out. It's okay. Yeah. You know. That's good. Let it go. I like it. Yeah. Um. um no, but I was asking, did that take a while for your doctors or you to realize that that was a trigger? Or was that something that your doctors told you right away? Or because I, you know, it doesn't kind of fall in the normal, normal category for triggers, right? It's not lights. It's not. Maybe that's why they're all, they, they're dog prone. I don't know. Oh, yeah. It could go back to, oh. I'm not sure. I guess I don't. I don't really. I don't really I guess understand they just it. Did your scans and read your EEGs and went from there. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I honestly, I have no idea. Uh, they didn't really tell me. So when I was having really, really bad seizures, like they were constant. They were throughout the day. They were six to seven, like that kind of thing. I didn't. I didn't have like really any triggers that I could pinpoint. It was just out of the blue. Just hit me. It, I had no trigger really anything. And then when they started kind of slowing down a little bit, my medication kind of started helping. Um, I mean, I, I can't really say slow down, but just a, like enough for me to kind of be more aware of what was going on. I started realizing some of the things that were causing maybe things to happen. That's when I realized it was, I'd have, I'd had, if I'd have issues with mirrors and, lights sometimes but lights maybe hitting like glass or like yeah like broken glass like there was this restaurant downtown um denver and they had this like glass behind the um hostess stand but it was like this unique broken like art artsy glass and uh, a cop and an ambulance drove by and the lights hit the glass, but it like reflected funny off the glass and came into the restaurant. And that's what caused me to have this. It wasn't really the lights themselves. It was like the way that it came through the glass, like those kinds of things. Like it was just so I don't know. It's, it's very confusing, but it has taken me a long time to really narrow down certain things that really affect me. Yeah. Um, what about um, and I'm as you're talking, I'm kind of thinking about a couple of instances where I've been somewhere and I don't haven't felt like I was going to have a seizure, but I felt like, wow, that's like kind of making me feel like I shouldn't be looking at it. Right. And yeah. one of them, sometimes it's, it's fires. Like oh. if there's a fire in a fire. Yes. Yeah. 
Is it the actual fire or is it the the weird um like glossy stuff that comes I off think the top? It's the weird gloss on top of it and there's like that affects me yeah so that's so funny now that we're actually having this conversation i'm thinking like there's actually a couple of times yeah. that i'm feeling like i can that's but it hasn't put me you know it hasn't it's just made me feel like i shouldn't be looking at that you know yeah. like i don't and it's kind of it maybe it's not an aura but just maybe it's just something that's yeah, just kind of more than you. what I understand. That's yeah. telling me. Get yeah. your so that really bothers me. <laughs> it's almost like a fun mirror to me. So like that stuff bothers me because it's distorting the stuff behind sure. it. So like that bothers me. Um, high vibration bothers me. Like sometimes even brushing my teeth with like a, a toothbrush mm. that like I hate the sound of people brushing their teeth. Like hate it. I don't know why. It's just like. <laughs> The, it's like nails on a chalkboard for me. I can't like people when they're in the movies, when they brush their teeth, my husband mutes it for me. Cause like, I just can't handle it. <laughs> yeah, well, and in the movies, they make it so like you can oh, hear every little sound. Every tooth. I'm like, okay, come on. <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad. I don't know what it is, but it's just like, <laughs> um, I feel that way about people eating cereal. That's like a situation. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Really? Isn't that weird? We have like weird little, yeah, I don't know. It's not a trigger there is thing. A, there's a, but, yeah. you know, um, a name for the sound, if you, if you can't handle sounds, if you're really sensitive to sounds mm -hmm. in general, like all, there's a name, it's like an actual disorder. Uh, and I think as I get older that I have it more and more. Oh no, that's just, that's, just, that's <laughs> that called marriage. getting older. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's no, it's my, yeah. Kids, <laughs> marriage, dogs. It's all of it. I've heard that gets, yeah. I've heard that gets worse with when you're like, you're, you have kids and you're married and stuff like, I mean, I don't know. I'm don't not there. I'm used to it. I'm used to it with my husband. I'm used to it with my kids usually because I think yeah. I hear it all. Anyway, that's so interesting. Yeah, I have lots of weird ones. They're just, I don't, I like, I could probably list a heat, like a bunch more. My husband's been very helpful that way. I actually found out that, like, I know, like, sleep is very obvious, but I found out that I was never getting into, like, a deep sleep. Sure. Um, my brain was never really coming to, like, rest at night. And I started taking melatonin, and that helped a lot because I, oh, melatonin. To... Love it. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. That helped. Yeah. yeah. So, what medicine do you take? So, again, me being very stubborn, I didn't want to mix any medications or add to medications. So I've been on, I was on Topamax for a long time, oh, like, yeah. on, like the most highest mm -hmm. milligram of Topamax. I was like, they wouldn't add any more to it, but they wanted to add another medication. And I was like, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. Like, I'm not going to do it. Oh, I don't okay. want any side effects. I'm like, I'm good. But they call it dopamax, you know, like very, yep. make you, you know, I wouldn't take it in the morning because it made me very like, just yeah. out of it. Yeah. Yeah. I only took it at night and I think I was taking it wrong. So, um, now I'm on this other medication. I forgot the name of it. Cause I just, That's I just started it. <laughs> oh. That's not Happens. good. Um, but I just did, started it. Because of this last seizure? Yeah. Oh, okay. They, so I'm going to be on like, I think at the end of the day, they want to keep me on Topamax, which is 400 milligrams, and they want to add me on to another 400. Um, okay. So. I'm so, I'm, I'm so sorry. Do you guys hear that? 
Yeah, it's a little scratchy. So sorry. Hold on. Um, so hopefully I'll be all good with everything, oh, and then I, I want to eventually wean off of the, the Topamax. Oh, okay. That's good. Yeah, Topamax. I was on Topamax when I was pregnant. Um, because... Shannon, Shannon, really quick, can you just check your mic cable that's plugged in and turn turn your mic around? Turn your mic around talking to that. Is that like this? Yeah, yeah that's way better. Oh, sorry. Okay, no, good. Yeah, just watch Okay. Topa, oh, yeah. Topa Max, go. Topa Max. Yeah, when okay. I was pregnant because Nathan and I both take Depakote, which you absolutely can't be on when you're pregnant. And so, so they told me that I should never get pregnant on Topa Max. Well, probably. I mean, it, at the time for me, so my oldest is 15 and then 13. So I'm not sure exactly what they would say. I mean, at the time they were saying there was like minor um, deformities that yeah. you know, could be caused by Topamax. And yeah. my son was actually born with um, this curve in his ear. He didn't have it. So he looked like Dr. Spock from Star, Star Wars oh. or Star Trek. Um, yeah. But it just, they just put little molds in his ears and it's just cartilage. And so, you know, he's fine. Fixed it. Oh, um, good. But my, and my daughter that we know of didn't, wasn't born with any. And then my youngest is adopted. And so, but I was on Topamax for both pregnancies. Um, huh. I didn't, I lost a ton. I didn't gain weight. It's kind of, I lost weight mostly. I only gained like 15 pounds with each pregnancy. Yeah. They um, actually use it for weight loss. Yeah. Which is so that's like, what okay. it worked yeah. for me <laughs> while I was pregnant. Uh, my kids were my husband. I told you was super tall, so my kids were like tw two feet, literally twenty four mm -hmm. inches and five pounds. I mean, they were they were not that cute because they were so skinny <laughs> and they were just like oh, and bright red hair just sticking up. Yeah. You know, like, oh my gosh, I'm sorry. And then you know, pointy ears. I was like, I'm sorry, babe. Like, there's not that many pictures of him as a newborn. Um, <laughs> He's so cute now. Uh, but yeah, so I was on Topamax when I was pregnant, which is so funny. Huh. But I don't know what they're recommending now instead of Topamax or, you know, because I'm on Depakote and Depakote you absolutely can't be on. No. But, yeah. And all of, I mean, so there's so many. I don't know if like the Zonogram is one of them, but there's a lot more meds that are out now. I just so don't many. know how they interact that, you know. Yeah. And I don't, they must have found that it's causing more than just minor deformities, you know, while you're, since the time that I've had kids, which is why they're saying you're, you know, don't take this while you're pregnant. Yeah. It's, I mean, that's what I was told anyways, that like, I shouldn't be on Topamax. Like I should yeah. get off of it if I want to have children. And so I was like, okay, so yeah. I would the be curious that I'm going to see on. what the alternative is. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it, what I get like lost about with like neurologists is like it does change so much and I didn't have like the best first neurologist uh, again denial and I was just trying to find the closest neurologist to where I lived so I could take myself to my appointments I wasn't really trying too hard at that point I should have tried a little harder um but the first thing he said to me was, we know very little about the human brain. And I was like, perfect. That's making me yeah. feel very confident with what I'm doing right now. <laughs> so 
I mean, it's definitely difficult, I feel like, with neurologists. And I mean, I, I really wanted to go to, I mean, I didn't even know there was an option to have a finite epileptologist. Like, I didn't even know that those existed at the time that I was going through everything. And I think that's another reason why, like, I really enjoy spreading awareness and everything is because I feel like there's a lot of people like me that just get diagnosed. And I mean, I thought I had a brain tumor. I didn't even know you could just get epilepsy. So, right. Um, no, yeah, and without how little is known, like I feel when I was first started having seizures, just like, oh, take this one. Oh, it doesn't work. Oh, take that one. Oh, take this mm-hmm. one. So, well, we yeah. really appreciate you coming on and sharing all of your story, Kenty. Yes, thank you. Getting it and out I there. Know what, and we're, we're, we will let you go. We've kept you, but I always like to ask at the end, like if there's one thing that you could tell people with epilepsy that are listening or watching something that you want somebody want them to know, uh, what would it be? Somebody that got diagnosed with epilepsy, what would I tell them? Yeah. yeah. I mean, what piece of advice do you have as a person with epilepsy? Because here you are and you have a big platform and you're using mm-hmm. it and that's amazing. And we're, you know, we're super excited. But if you, you know, if you had, you know, 30 seconds to say something, to somebody with epilepsy, to a person newly diagnosed or not, but Mm -hmm. what would that be? What would that one thing be? I always say, well, my favorite thing to say is, I've kind of stuck with the same things, is um, your brain's like a snowflake, so don't treat it the same as everybody else because you're going to have, like, don't compare what you're going through with somebody else and and vice versa. Like, it's going to be different. Your story's going to be different than everybody else's. And it's going to be challenging. So you're going to have up and down days and that's okay. Don't expect yourself to be a rock star every single day going through this because it is going to be hard. Um, And there are some days that you're going to feel great and that take those and run with them. And, and there's some days that you're just going to be really down and sad and then that's okay. And let yourself go through those days because you're, you're, you're okay to do that. Um, But try your hardest to stay positive through it because I think this can be a very depressing, anxious um, thing to go through. I, I know that we've talked about the anxiety and the depression that can go th- with this condition, and that can be very hard. Um, so, yeah, I, th- I always say try and stay positive. I know it's harder or easier said than done, but um, that's a really big thing I, I try to strive to do. I, I don't do a great job of it at sometimes, but sometimes I'm good at it, and um, yeah, I think that's the biggest thing. And, and just lean on people that are around you uh, and share information. Don't be afraid to be okay and accepted of like what you have. Uh, the more you talk about it, the better you feel. Don't hold it inside because um, I did that for a long time and it's not a good thing. It just helps to talk about it. That's what I would say. I love that. And especially just as I already said before, because it's World Mental Health Day, like you touched on so many of the key things just in general, but how that really comes back to a person with, you know, a chronic disease is huge. And I love every bit of what you had to say. So that was perfect. Awesome. And encouraging. Kids, and thank kids, you. Kids, woo. Woo, Thanks woo, for having woo. me, guys. Yeah, no, thank, thank you so you. much. Thank you much for was, all that. It was so interesting to learn more about your background yeah. and everything, how you deal. So we'll, we really look forward to sharing this. Um, Good. I'll probably just kind of edit it up a little, throw it out there. 
then get going on the socials and whatever. But we're, we're really excited um, to that and, you know, the Steps Towards Zero program. We're going to be following that, too. Then, you know, more cool. people are joining that. And, um, yeah, we should definitely do a follow-up here in, yeah. like, you know, a few yeah. months or Thank something. Stay so in much. touch to see how you're going. I love that. And we'll just and check good luck, in. Good luck on your new medicine. That's exciting. Yeah. Thank you. Exciting. Yeah. <laughs> It's always Hopefully, a cross thing. my fingers, it goes better. But yeah, thank you guys so All much. Right. I really appreciate it. It was great meeting you and talking yeah. with you. And I would love to, whenever you want to do it again, this is fun.